There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's time. Welcome to the show. Uh, Chrissy wow. Mayer, surviving the pandemic by podcasting repeatedly every day surviving yeah yeah we're getting we're gonna get through this we're gonna get so you were telling me before we even started recording um just about the podcast that you're doing you're learning zoom because of this what do you think right now if this happened this is what i was telling you before if this happened two years ago three years ago you think we'd all be fucked it's tr- it's interesting because it's like different people are gonna be fucked by this but then some people are gonna evolve and thrive and pivot and uh i i mean it really it's it depends like what you decide to do with it, you know, because if you're like a stand up comic, like you do stand up too, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 And uh, if you're just like, well, I can't get on stage. I guess I'm just going to sit here and wait with my thumb up my ass. Well, then you're screwed. And if you're just like used to, you know, maybe you're just an old road dog. Maybe your social media is not really on point. Um, you haven't really been, you know. I don't know. It's kind of adjusting to like the new like social media platforms. Well, then you're going to come to like, I think a screeching halt. But if you, if you've been like steady all along, pretty decent on social media, you've been podcasting, then I think you're going to be okay. Cause your fans kind of know where to find you. Um, and I think it's the people that are like adjusting and, you know, filling in the gaps during this quarantine time, you know, like boosting their YouTube or boosting their videos and podcasts and stuff. That way you're, so you're still keeping loose. You're still keeping sharp and talking to people and keeping those sort of like funny muscles warm. Um, I mean, then I think you have a better shot because once we start being able to perform again, like your fans will be like, oh yeah, we've been sort of seeing and hearing from you this whole time. Let's now we're really excited to go like see her live. And hopefully I remember my routine. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about being rusty when we get back. I was wondering, do I need a couple of weeks to get back into it? I think it's like riding a bike though. I think yeah. a couple of minutes on stage, you're like, oh yeah, fuck this is what I do. This is me. And then yeah. we'll, we'll get back into it. Um, I, I know that like we jumped on that, your podcast, uh, just two days ago with everyone. Are you liking having a lot of people like a kind of like classroom setting like on zoom? Cause when we did it, it was like nine people. How many were we? <laughs> it was, it was different than what I usually do. That was like the, the special, like never have I ever group fun chats. And I just do those to like throw something fluffy in there. Something kind of like brainless that you can just watch and drink along to and, it's kind of low stakes. So if I have like some girls that are porn stars or girls that are cam girls that aren't, you know, that might be like intimidated by like a lot of talking and it's so tricky though, because like, I, I feel like a lot of people when they get thrown into like a big group podcast like that, like they kind of shrink and they're like, Oh, cause it's really, it's all about like, I don't know. It's like, it's like kind of running into a double Dutch, you know, like you have to just, be kind of brave and it seems like sometimes like my my buddies that are porn stars they don't always feel like super comfortable you know it's maybe it's a little intimidating for them but I like having these group situations so that it's like not the pressure's not all on one person you can kind of like get your joke in get out and uh like just have a good time and 
it's more content really, you know, it's fun. You can see a bunch of people. And, but what I usually do for wet spot is, you know, we would try zooming in or Skyping into compound. We did that a few times. Um, but now we've been doing like just zooms of, I think like four of us. So like me and my, uh, sidekick Mike figs. And then we would have like two guests in the last three or four weeks or so we've been discussing like this March mad, not March madness, but like quarantine madness, sexual activity bracket. And every week people can vote for their favorite ones. And there were a lot of upsets, like kissing was eliminated immediately, which broke my heart. I was like, wow, there's a lot of men voting, I think. Um, and I thought masturbation would take it all the way, but then that was voted out the second round. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know anything anymore, you know? And now it, it looks like probably blowjob will win. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, the usual wet spot, like zoom shows have been four people. And then like once a week I'll do these like group, some kind of a game, right? It's probably after the, the last never have I ever, I might switch to like, I don't know, maybe we'll play like cards against humanity. If that's possible, we'll play some kind of fun group game and then um, the other couple of days, like, I just figured this out, like, last week or so. Like, oh, why don't I try to put content out <laughs> every day, you know? So it's, like, wet spot Mondays, a one-on-one -on -one interview Tuesday and Thursday, maybe Saturday. And then Wednesday is, like, the, a group thing. So I'm hoping if I can, like, keep that up for as long as I can. It's the smartest uh, I'll thing. productive. It's a sm I've been doing the same thing, just trying to feel productive. As soon as it started, I realized I was working more than before because as soon as stand-up was eliminated, I was like, look, I have no excuse. It's not like I have to be anywhere at night. Record. Yeah. So I started up a Patreon, you know, putting more stuff out, editing videos. What's on your, what's on your Patreon? Any news? So, and no, no, it's not like an OnlyFans. Not yet, but we might get there. Who the fuck knows where, where this goes? Uh, I like to put stuff up live and early for patrons, and I give out a lot of shirts. So basically, I buy a, a bunch of shirts, and then I just pick winners every month and I give them out. The goal is to get everyone who is on Patreon to have our merch. Um, so it's a cool way. It's kind of like, you know, they're paying for subscription, but in the end you get merch. So, yeah. uh, and then I think it helps with marketing because then uh, you're walking around outside, you're wearing a shirt of a podcast. Someone's like, hey, what the fuck is that? Who are those guys? Oh, it's two drink yeah. minimum. It's Pantelis or it's Mike. It's this. And then you get some more fans because some people don't know how to do it properly, how to market. Like I saw people mad at Joe Rogan for signing that Spotify deal. Why you, would they be mad at him for making a hundred million dollars? No, anything 100, you see, a hundred million, yeah, oh, a hundred million, a hundred million, Jesus yeah. Christ! And that's on the that's on the that's on the lower end. Uh, but for the sellout and all that stuff they're saying is because they're buffoons and there's a jealousy aspect to it. First of all, they don't understand the work. They don't understand. Oh my over god! Over ten he, years I don't know of podcasting, how he's not sick of himself, Rogan. He's talking like four hours a day so and least? so yeah. now he's able to he's he's he, first of all he's going to change the game up because and this helped everyone this helped everyone who's doing a podcast and they don't fucking see it because it's set a price point hmm. podcasts weren't taken seriously a couple of years ago right then joe rogan started to make them a bigger and bigger thing they started to be taken a bit more seriously. he was making money we were able all to start advertising now that he set that price point that's the higher end it just shows yeah. that there's value in it that means that oh shit if someone's willing to invest this much there's something to it. There's something to um, podcasts or something to the fans of podcasts, how far they're willing to go for advertisers, like if they like the product more than if they'd see it on TV. So it helped everyone to be able to have negotiating power. But a lot of people didn't realize it, so they're writing like, oh, what the fuck's he doing? Why would he go? Just idiots. And also, YouTube kept trying to censor shit. 
You can do whatever oh, you want. Oh God, to. yeah. I've been left and right. You've been seeing YouTube take shit away, like out of shadows that had 11 million views. You can't even find it in a search. It's like that documentary about uh, the guy that worked in Hollywood for like 20 years as a stunt double and all the crazy shit he saw. Um, did you see that at all? Uh, I don't remember if I saw out of the shows, but I've been watching a lot of those because Poseidon and a lot of the fans, they send me messages of uh, mm-hmm. like all these conspiracy videos and some are really good, but also tinfoil hat. Fucking Sam Tripoli yes, keeps getting fucked I over. Love- oh yeah. He's get He gets fucked over left and right. But hopefully like, I think it will, uh, inspire people. Like you already see it happening with bit shoot. And, uh, it seems like every day I'm hearing about another social media platform that's like, oh, this one's just for cops who yeah. who, go, who go to like hear something positive instead of like constantly being bombarded with like cops fucking suck messages, which is all you see from the mainstream media. So it's really encouraging to see that these new like grassroots, you know, social media platforms are popping up. And hopefully that's what I love about compound media. It's like they are, you know, free speech. It's great. Yeah. It's great to work for a place where you're like, wow, I actually like can't get canceled because some dipshit like doesn't like one of my jokes, you know. Yeah, and he, I think he's setting a, a good precedent for all of us because uh, Spotify isn't just some random uh, app, right? They're the biggest oh, audio no, platform yeah. around, and the fact that they're adding video now, it's gonna open mm-hmm. the doors for a lot of people. So, adding video, wow. Yeah, that's a, he's taking the video one there too. It's gonna become all exclusive, which can open the door to other podcasts to have their. It, it's gonna. People are saying, oh, is it going to fuck over YouTube? It's not about YouTube. It's just about um, a company willing to invest in top talent and quality people. Yeah. Like, let's say him. Clearly is. So what you're saying, Pandelis, is now that Joe Rogan has his price is $100 million, what you're saying is that you and I can then sell our podcast for like $98, $99 million. Probably not even anywhere close. However, <laughs> it, it does mean that you, you have a price now. So you have a value in the market he created this for us so but there's a lot of stuff that he does that people kind of take for granted they don't realize he also legitimized a lot of like comedians podcasts the fact that he had his and then he's got guests on and then you go like oh fuck he was on joe rogan there's probably something good about this guy yeah and he's everyone loves to you know people like to not take comedians seriously oh never get your news from comedians uh and also like loving to cancel them if they say something that they don't agree with but yeah like joe's like you know he's he's not trying to be funny on his podcast he's he's serious from elon musk to bernie sanders yeah it's Snowden. yeah he's like getting really incredible guests and um yeah, I met him when I was out in L.A. And I was like, wow, at the comedy store, like in the back bar area. And I was just like, but he doesn't seem he doesn't he didn't seem like cocky or arrogant. Like he still feels like a real dude, you know, like he didn't have that like arrogant energy that you sometimes get when you meet, you know, celebrities. Well, when me and Mike were on, I remember he didn't real like, which is crazy because it doesn't get to that. He didn't realize the impact that he had with a lot of stuff. Like the um, bringing up the joke thieving thing and how it helped a lot of people um, kind of fight back against joke thieves in their cities. And he didn't even realize the impact that he had on doing that stuff. He just does his show and then fucks off. That's what I'm saying. You got to realize what people are doing for you, even if they're not doing it on purpose. And right now for podcasts, if you're a professional, I mean, obviously people are just, I don't know, recording with three friends uh, for themselves. That's a different story. A professional podcast like you're doing a professional podcast we have a professional podcast it I opens the door to, for us i was gonna ask you if i was professional or not because i don't i can't tell <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think uh the second you in the second you have equipment uh, you have a fan okay. base you know okay. and, and you're consistent 
you could start okay. selling it, right? So and the moment I waited in Target for an hour for this microphone outside in the Bronx in the rain, then I became a professional. I, I think, yeah, as soon as people are willing to pay for your shit, you're a professional, right? With anything, like say stand up. You're an open micer up until someone wants to book you and people are willing to pay to, to see you. And then even at that, as a comic, we're always neurotic, so we never feel good about it. It takes a while before you're comfortable. But uh, with podcasting, for the full decade I was doing it before Mike, I wasn't a professional podcaster. But that experience obviously helped when yeah. we were able to monetize with Mike and all that. Uh, but right now there's a lot of people who are coming in late. There's a lot of comics who are sending me messages. Hey, uh, how do I set things up? What kind of microphone should I get? Uh, oh, my God. You know, how do yeah, I... That's like, that's like a Google. Come it, on, That's man. what I said. No? Guys, I can't just give you everything. Just go to Google and ask me if you have specific things that don't work. But also... You're doing this because you see everyone's inside now. It's a little too late because it's it's saturated. It's a saturated market. People have their fan bases. You're going to mm -hmm. jump in out of nowhere. How are people going to discover you? You don't even you don't have fans as a stand-up. How are people going to find you? Would so you consider just, Compound Media up like those to be podcasts, even though they were on they're on camera? They're they're definitely still podcasts. It's very weird with Compound because I think it's something. All the networks, I think it's something more. Even all the gas digital stuff. Yeah, it's all called podcasts, but there's a greater power to them. The fact that you yeah. have the network, the fact that um, you can help other shows on the platform get discovered. So someone goes to Compound because let's say they're like, oh, I want to check out Two Drink Minimum. And then they're on there and like, what the fuck is Wet Spot? And then you just gained uh, a follower. Like, oh, fuck, I like this. Who is this? I never heard of this. Uh, Anthony, yeah, that's, that is what what's nice. And I know yeah. that like Bill Schultz on Morning, like he'll watch my show and he'll like he'll pick up a lot of my guests um, just cause like I bring in a lot of new people to the network. I, you I cross I've been doing, yeah, I mean, I started doing improv in this, in New York city in 2006 and then started stand up in 2010, 2011. So it's like, I've been banging around for so many years. I feel like I know so many people, so it's, it's good. I feel like I can help. I, it makes me feel good to like help people out in that way. Like, yes, please like book book the people that I've booked and yeah, like let's like share the wealth, but like morning is fun. It's like, they're just like a big warm hug, you know, like Joanne and bill, like they're the sweetest people. Oh yeah. Uh, the only, the only person we're missing right now is, uh, Mr. Brennan. Oh yes. Yeah. God damn it, man. <laughs> I'm a Kevin Brennan fan. Him. He makes me laugh cause he's a, he's a fucking rebel. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it helps with everyone. Cause you discover shows, even when we got on the network, me and Mike, I, I discovered people from there that I hadn't heard of, you know, oh, yeah. like I, I didn't know Gino, for example, until I got onto compound and I fucking love Gino. So it's yes, just, yes, best. yeah, you, you learn, you learn about new people. And it's the same thing with fans, same thing people that subscribe, you cross pollinate and, and you grow. So only thing that's missing now is I guess advertising. I think a lot of the networks, let's say gas compound, they might start putting a bit of money to advertise other places. People see it. They're like, what is this? Let me sign up. But apart from yeah. that, you put in the effort, it starts growing. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's bigger to have a network. It helps a lot more with the pod. Cause imagine now if you were starting with no compound, no Oof. connections to anyone, how do you break out nowadays when there's so many podcasts, you're going to get buried. Yeah. Yeah. I, I worry about that. I'm like, yeah, does, is it like too many podcasts, too many voices? Like, you know, you're there always are, kind of are. insecure yeah. as like a comic and it's like, Oh, is anybody even really listening to my shit? Like, cause I know like I'm not the, I'm not the best interviewer, but like I, I put my own like, you know, personal touch on it. And yeah. I think it's, if people, uh, people obviously like you, you have your, your fans, but I mean, I think, look, everyone does it a little differently. I think once you get you, cause you have your own voice and the people that like that voice, they're going to like it as long as you stay true to it, no matter what. 
So whether you're yeah. interviewing a comedian or a politician, if you're always Chrissy, if I'm always Pantelis, that's why they tune in. That's true. That's yeah. true because I was interviewing Larry Sharp, who was the he's a politician. He well, he doesn't seem like it. He seems just like a buddy. He's a he was the libertarian candidate for governor of New York a couple of years ago. But like we're buddies, we're friends. Like I remember I was in like Grand Central Terminal holding a sign. And I'd I'd never gave a fuck about any politician before meeting him. And I was like, I guess I'm a libertarian. Like this guy makes a lot of sense. But <laughs> I had him on and he was talking about all the all the ways in which Cuomo has fucked up in New York City and what he would have done differently to like just make all the, the coronavirus stuff go a bit smoother. Like, you know, he, he said some really fascinating shit. He was like, yeah, anybody with a 3D printer, I would go ahead and like give them the OK to start make printing ventilators and printing tests and stuff. And I was like, oh, can you do that shit? I didn't even think of that. I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah. And then I was definitely, like you said, you know, still being myself, like still making dick jokes and still like, um, you know, like jumping in there with like puns and stuff. So it's, even though he was like a kind of a serious dude, you, you know, I was still like me. Are you booking anything? Are you, are you trying to speak to clubs and see whoever opens up first, maybe jump in there? Or are you still a little nervous? I am not nervous. I don't give not that I don't give a fuck, but like I um I I know that the virus has been so overhyped that it's like it's nowhere near like worth people being as nervous about it as they are. Yeah. And like you hear different things like like clubs are going to start putting like a plastic shield between the comics and the audience like they're a buffet and I'm like a greasy homeless man like I'm going to walk I'm going to cough into the audience. Um, I, I don't want to wear a mask on stage. Like I, no, I would, lose I would hope that the audiences don't have to wear masks, but it's like better. They see my face and me emoting than like them, you know, like how you're going to muffle your laugh into a mask. Like I want <laughs> I audiences know. to wear masks based on their level of attractiveness. If they're ugly, <laughs> put a fucking mask on everyone yeah, else. You mask know off. We'll just see you in the back. Yeah. Know? See in the uh, back. We'll put a goblin mask on you. <laughs> I'm not worried at all. I think what I'll probably do first is reach out to the places where I had gigs booked, like from March through May, and be like, see if their state is starting to open up again and see about rescheduling. Um, but it will be really interesting because I know that I'll be performing at states. Like I'll be going out of state traveling to perform before New York is even like up and running again. So it's almost going to be like exclusively road gigs for a while. Yeah, I have us is weird here. Like, let's say out of Montreal, they kind of locked down the regions. They said, if you're from Montreal, which is the, the epicenter in Canada right now of uh, COVID-19, you're not allowed to go to certain regions. So I had like wow. gigs booked all around. And I was talking to my guy who, who books all that for me uh, yesterday. And he's like, they're kind of nervous because I was asking, hey, should we, people are going out there. They, you know, should we start booking for the fall? He's like, no one's going to reply to anything. They're, they're all scared. They don't know what they're doing. Jesus. I was like, fuck, wow. man, it's going to be last minute. So it, let's say in the fall, we start booking for a few months later. Does that mean that I won't be able to make money being on stage till 2021? Ugh. And how many cases do you really have in Montreal? Like 40? No, we have, I think, a couple <laughs> of thousand. It's just the way they're... Cal so half the people that died were in old folks' homes that we didn't take care of. Like there's one okay. old folks' home that's uh, maybe a 10 minute drive from here, a hundred percent infection rate. <laughs> We're talking about the staff. They sent in the military, a hundred percent infection rate. And wow. they didn't take care of these fucking old people. So the people that are at risk weren't taken care of. Right. So they're driving. You know what it up. is? Because they're already barely taking care of old yeah, people. And, that's what and we got to discover. And all, 
they're already negligent. Yeah. So it's like they're not going to just suddenly be good when there's an outbreak of something. It, it brought a lot of shit to light. I was saying the same thing last week. I said, well, now at least we know that because um, there was one guy that got arrested two weeks ago. We were talking about on two drink minimum. He was beaten up and raping uh, like women. He was like an orderly or some shit. He what? Worked These are old, old ladies. So, okay. And, and it's not a Maybe new they thing. needed it. Maybe they needed a good <laughs> boning. You know, it's probably been several presidencies. They were so seductive. In their yeah. old age. But it's just crazy. I haven't had sex since Kennedy. But that wouldn't be rape then. But he was, yeah, he was out there raping, beating people up. And That's terrible. It brings it to life. a man who worked at the nursing home. Yeah, he works at the nursing home. So you see this, you're like, what the fuck's been happening in these goddamn places? It's it's not the coronavirus's fault. This is bringing to light the fact that we haven't taken care of the most vulnerable. And then yeah. we have the audacity to be like a healthy person that could work or could help in society. No, you yeah. fucking stay home. It doesn't yeah, make sense. And, and there's people who are like genuinely have like whipped themselves up into like a fearful tizzy of because right they're just watching mainstream media they they truly believe their risk is higher than it is they're afraid to go back to work and then there's people who are like sucking the tit of the government they're like we want to keep these sweet ass <laughs> stimulus checks coming yeah. um I I make there's a lot of people that are making more now with the checks Same the government here. checks than they were at their job so it's like why the would they want to go back to work they're gonna be like then they like pretend they're scared to go back to work so it's like but we've allowed this to happen like we've created a situation in which people can be can claim that they're too scared to go back to work and it's like we've let it happen it's it's fucked up because there's uh i even saw open micers i saw an open micer put up a post and i was like oof you're that's why you're not gonna become professional because <laughs> he wrote, did it say? He wrote uh, I, I want things to go back to the way they were and i was like all right but i want to keep collecting uh, the unemployment rate. I was like, yeah, that's why. The fact that you're not willing to okay. work at it and struggle and do it, that's why you're not going to make it. Like, it's this not going to work thing is great. Yeah, it's like I I've been unemployed. I've had like 15 different day jobs like over the course of just like from college to now, and uh, the times that I've been unemployed and collecting unemployment, it's like it's it's more stress to be on unemployment and like collecting because and it's also like you feel like a useless person. It's yeah. like you get depressed. It's like, you just were like, you're like, wow, I was born into this consciousness into this body at this time with these talents. And, and really all I'm going to do is just like sit at home and collect a check. Like what a fucking waste. You know, I feel, I feel the same way. I can't, I can't do that. Mad. I yeah. ju- I'd rather just work uh, and try my best to make money, uh, you know, off my skills. Uh, than to sit around. First of all, you can't accomplish anything. If you see, like all the, I don't know. Do you not have dreams? You know what I mean? Like I have a dreams. A lot of people don't. A lot. That's of what I think are, it might be. Like if you don't have dreams, yeah. you just want to sit there, jerk off, and eat cheese. Maybe. I mean, that's great for a couple days. Yeah, and but not a lifetime. You know, you get a lot of cheese, and it's a like lot. you're not gonna be able to go to the bathroom. And a lot like, of mozzarella. <laughs> you're gonna run out of jizz, and you're not gonna be able to shit. So. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it is. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to fucking shit opening up again so I could come back down there. Um, the May thing would have been so much fun because we would have had stand-up. We would have done some podcasts, um, go to the studio at Compound and bring, like, you guys in. We wanted to do, like, a little bring in people from uh, Compound as guests uh-huh. on Food Drink Minimum just to do, like, a kind of crossover event. Oh, cool. Uh, and none of that, like, everything just went to shit. 
I don't, you're, so you're not scared. You, you're you taking it kind of like, I guess you no. should. Take your I mean, precautions. Me, me, me and my boyfriend, like, we have spent so much of this quarantine, like, going down, like, like Q rabbit holes and learning about the deep state and watching the Fall Cabal series on YouTube. Well, that show drives like, me crazy, too. Learn, it's too much. Learning about, like, how Bill Bill Gates basically, like, paid some dude to, like, make, like, make and then mutate the, these coronaviruses in a lab in Wuhan, like, with the express intent of killing off a bunch of people because he's got a whole like depopulation agenda. But it's not just him. He's not the only one investing. The Canadian government invested in that lab. Uh, wow. I think Fauci was investing. In it. Like a lot of people did. So here's the yeah. weird. This is the weird thing is the the stuff that we know that are facts is we know that um, him. Well, there's probably other people, but I know that Bill Gates, Fauci, they have those patents for yes, uh, anything they patented that's, these viruses. So any antivirus that comes from you need the virus to do it. So you have to pay them for So yes, they're going to make money off everyone getting injected off it. That's true. However, I don't know if we could prove this. This is where the conspiracy gets in. So people are, are, are putting just two and two together and they're assuming that because they're going to make money off the vaccine, they purposely infected the world so that they can make money. But we don't know that that part happened. We, I, I, it seems to me like because it's spread, they're like, yo, opportunity to make money, patent that shit. So that's because the other it's one is multifaceted, it's a, right? It's a big it's leap. Like, yeah, they're they're gonna make money, and maybe you know they're in bed with like you know big sanitizer and Clorox. But, like but I don't, I don't think I don't think they would do it on purpose because you can't control it. What if it would kill their family? You know what I mean? It's something so. Right. I think they just capitalized. It. They saw an opportunity. I, like I people who bought foreclosed homes for this virus to be way, 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 way deadlier. I think they intended. So so if you look at like Gates' event 201 event, which he had, which was like an exact simulation of like the coronavirus outbreak on the world, right? Way more people died. It was like they I think they wanted like millions to die. Did right? they want it or were they just like thinking they, what they if it happened? Expected it like he expected it, right? And then the the virus, like once it got into people, it kind of mutated in a way which made it less deadly. And uh like Gates is already in trouble. Like he he has like uh, he he had a lot of virus testing done in Africa and India and like they they a lot of these countries like won't let him back anymore like they they've totally outlawed his vaccines like, he used like them as India and uh, India like so many kids were were like born deformed and like Africa so many women were sterilized and then finally like whatever it was like the Catholic Church in Africa tested these vaccines from Gates and they found that there was like legit sterilization chemicals in these vaccines. Where did you it's, see this? I want to look up. Where the fuck did you um, see this? This is interesting. Definitely, I can definitely send you some articles. But it's, send me it's articles and links because yeah. it makes me curious because you do, it's very hard for me because I get so much uh, shit so sent much to me. And, and it's and, so it's so fucking crazy. And like, there's so much bullshit believe. in it too. I don't know what like, yeah. I'm like. I can't. Every, to me, then everything becomes bullshit. You don't want to believe that someone is actually doing these things, but he like intentionally sterilized these women in Africa and like and in, in in India. Like a lot of these kids are like paralyzed, deformed, uh, and and a lot of these countries won't leave, even let his vaccines in anymore. And it's like you know under and it's all under the guise of like helping and global health and it's like oh it's the it's the who organization like gates basically he's blaming a goddamn band he he funds such a big part of the who and uh america was like 
like Trump was like, fuck, we're not, we're not going to fund these guys anymore. Like they're corrupt. And then like China rolls and they're like, oh, we'll help fund you guys. And then. Well, yeah. Cause they helped China. They, they lied. Yeah. They had that. So yeah. in the beginning, a thing we should mention so people know, cause some people still trust. Oh, cause they're the world health organization. So the reason why Trump and a lot of other leaders now in Italy, why they're pissed at them is because in the beginning, uh, when China was basically lying about the numbers, they were saying, uh, you can't catch it. It can't spread from human to human. They, refused to put out the stats that their scientists said. They just spewed what China was telling them. So like, yeah, there's no problem. Don't worry. There's no proof it could spread from human to human. And it fucking spread. All right. They were yeah. just spewing Chinese propaganda. And then when people were asking for the real numbers from China, the who again was pushing China's propaganda. That's why Trump and a lot of people were pissed. Cause like, wait, what is your job? Is your job to be the health propaganda department of China? Or are you for world health? Because right now all you're doing is spewing Chinese nonsense and you're not looking at it <laughs> Chinese objectively. Nonsense. No, that but sounds like, that sounds like something you could order off a of menu. <laughs> Chinese nonsense. <laughs> so I understand why people would want to defund it and be mad because you're not doing your job. You're not doing what you said you're going to do. So if we can't trust you, and, and then I remember the guy, the, 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 the Ethiopian guy who's the head of that, who, who always speaks on TV, he tweeted, he goes, it's time for forgiveness or, you know, we should think, like they wanted to be forgiven for fucking the world up and spreading this. No, no, there's things that we can forgive because you were yeah. in a position of power that you could have helped and you were scared of China. So yeah. that, I understand why people wouldn't trust them. We have been licking China's asshole in so many different ways. Like Hollywood is so in cahoots with China. Like just the example, I was talking about this with Kurt Metzger the other day. He was doing my show and it's like, use the example of like Doctor Strange. Have you seen that movie? Yep. So Tilda Swinton's character, the ancient one, actually, if you go back in like the actual like, story like i guess comic book comic story books. it's supposed to be a tibetan monk and yep. since china fucking hates tibet and they're so racist they're like they're like yeah we don't want like our audiences are not gonna want to acknowledge like a tibetan superhero basically and so that's why they cast like a white lady to be the ancient one and uh that's just one really fascinating example of how like you know, you'd never think like Hollywood and China are like are are in cahoots. Well, there's a billion out. people, right? There's a huge yeah. market for. And they love and, and they, they love going love to the movies, the films. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know this from other movies. I remember because I, I watch a lot of the uh, like directors' commentaries and behind the scenes stuff. I love that kind of shit. And you know, oh, we had to shoot a lot of this. Like they will, they'll add Chinese characters and scenes in China. Normally, the blockbusters do this, like a lot of explosion scenes. You don't, there's no reason for the story to take place in China for 40 minutes or for 20 minutes, but they'll just make it where, like, yeah, we got to fly to China for something. Just <laughs> just because they know that the Chinese government's going to be like, fuck yeah, we're going to wow. go for that. Yeah, they're, they're, it's showing China in a nice light. So it is crazy. On the other hand, you're going to say they're a business. They want to make money. Of course. There's a billion dollars sitting on the fucking table. They're not going to take it. So it is yeah. that too. I mean, is that worse or what the military does when they'll pay movies to show the military in a good light? And if you if you want to use these weapons and show these ships and get access to this, well, then you got to say that this war was just and, you know, show like Transformers would do that in a lot of movies. Mm. So they, everybody yeah. does it. Everybody does it. And in the end, Hollywood does it just to make money or to get access. So it's uh, I'm not saying it's right, but it's just it's widespread. We're just picking on on the Chinese thing now because they fucked us. But ev everyone's <laughs> yeah. doing it. Yeah. And there were a lot of other like great examples of this, I think, in that like Fall Cabal series on YouTube. And I think possibly also in Out of Shadows. Um, and all this is so new to me. Like I was, yeah, I did Tripoli's podcast when I was in LA in March. And I would just hear him like, you know, talking about like, Bill, Tom Hanks is a pedophile. Tom Hanks is a pedophile. Really, really? And then it's like, 
I don't know, just clicked, and then like a lot of these things started to fall into place, and I just was like, but oh, is he a wow. pedo- the like, Tom Hanks thing? I thought was just a joke. Uh yes and no. I mean, like you know, some circles believe he's dead. Some people think he's <sighs> yeah, really involved in this huge pedophile ring with like Spielberg and Epstein, and like you know, he's he's uh He's on the flight list, you know, Epstein's flight list. Everyone like, was on that fucking yeah. flight list. <laughs> not everyone. We're not yeah. on it. Uh, your name is going to be right on one of those lists. God damn it, Chrissy. Anybody who's anybody is on Epstein's flight log. Yeah. I know that uh, Falkabal fucked up, you know, Poseidon, our, our third mic. Yeah. Oh, it fucked him up because he was never aware of any, as, and he started getting deep into this conspiracy. I told him, oh, you got to yeah. take everything with a grain of salt. You got to like, take it slow, too. You can't, like, watch it all in a couple days. You'll he be did it all in one night? Woo. And I'm, I just yeah. wake up to messages the next day, and he's like, these fucking child molesters. What the fuck? Trudeau's yeah. hanging out with child molesters. And he's just freaking out. I go, dude, you got to calm the fuck down. Uh, calm down. Yeah, it's been it going just, on forever. Yeah, and also analyze it, too, because you're mixing everything up you know, in one package, and you just you think everyone's out to rape you. Uh, just calm the fuck down. So Aww. it fucked him up. It, it completely fucked him. And now he's very weary. Everything he sees is like, these goddamn child molesters. He's very um, weary of Hollywood and politicians because that whole thing. As, as he should be. As everyone he should, should be. be. But, but we, we also have to be. on a pedestal for fucking ever. I remember I, I, I was agree. up late one night watching, like I was actually actively trying to find Hillary Clinton's frazzle drip video. Like I was like, I want to see her eat some girl's face. You know, I was like, it's the most fucked up shit that's out there. It's all Wait, like what dark she do? web stuff. She, uh, I suppose that's the whole thing is like, right. So she, it's this video of her and, uh, her assistant at the time, Huma. And, um, she's out in the woods. There's like these like satanic rituals, right. Which involve like going out into the woods. Bohemian Grove type shit. What? Bohemian Grove type of stuff. Uh, yeah. Like, like really like actual Satan shit. And, um, Apparently they like cut the face off of like some kid or some little girl, <laughs> and then like Hillary like takes it off and then wears it on her face. There's um, no way that's fucking real, Chris. I was like, I have to see this, you know, because I saw the video Podesta. Um, it's like him at um co- cosmic comic pizza. Cosmic yeah, I saw pizza that shit. See, yeah. it's him during like one of these like like raves, you know, and he's like screaming at some kid, you know, like call me your daddy or whatever, and it's like. They do the vocal analyzations of him, and it's like a perfect match, you know. I don't know. I think a lot um, of this shit is far fetched. There's, because it you, definitely seems far fetched until you start like slowly connecting them, and you're like, oh god, yeah. Why would there be so many thousands, like tens of thousands of of emails deleted? If it, oh, I, if it I was agree. There's a, all good, you there's know? a lot of weird shit, and I saw that email to Obama about the hot dogs and him having that late night party, <laughs> yeah. and you know we're gonna get in trouble. We should do it at the designated location all that shit all that shit suspicious deleting those emails all that stuff i agree is super suspicious but i don't i don't want to jump right away to like let's say tom hanks now uh they're saying that he probably lied about having the coronavirus all that okay so let's say he lied about that right let's say he was paid from the who or whatever they say i don't know how if he lied about that which he may have that translates to He's a child molester. Do, do you know what I mean? Like people, people, oh, no, a lot of people I saying mean, like, the who yeah, has him because he's a child molester. Things. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all, I don't like those leaps because then you kind of lose the argument because you, you fall into that world of just, the whole point is we're supposed to be counterculture, right? We're not supposed to accept everything the government tells us or the media. We're kind of fighting it. So we also can't accept everything that 
a conspiracy video tells us either because we still got to be we got to be us we have to be counter we're, we're the we're the rock and roll of this generation right it's comedians we got to still analyze and be like mm, i don't fucking know I don't, I don't i don't trust that let me look into it so we fell into True. the trap that we hate the establishment so much that we'll believe anything that goes against them because I fall for it, that's too. That's true. That's true. And you don't want to just, like, believe it all. But, no. But it's, like, it's kind of, like, the more the more you research. Like, have you seen any of, like, Isaac Cappy's stuff? Like, exactly. Isaac Cappy. Isaac Cappy was an actor in Hollywood. He was friends with Seth Green. He was in, like, a few movies. And then uh, he had this, like, kind of famous last periscope where he outed Spielberg as a pedophile, Stephen Colbert as a pedophile, like, talking about all this stuff. He, he said he was in, like... Seth Green's house and Seth Green was like, Oh, this is where we keep the children. And they moved, they moved a bookshelf away. And then it was like this underground dungeon. Right. And then, and then like Cappy was like fucking murdered, like the next day or two on a highway. Like just, he like, Wait, suicided Seth Green, himself. the little short guy. Um, yeah. Seth Green, the short guy from can hardly wait, like with yeah, the red hair, yeah, yeah. Isaac Cappy, they were like buds. And you can still find like, uh, on YouTube, like his last, couple periscopes where he's outing all these people as pedophiles and he's like yep sorry i gotta do it like oh i've just been working with them for too long and it really bothers me well i know that there's a lot of i've seen enough to know that there are a lot of pedophiles in hollywood and you know people come out and talk about it. even remember when um what's his name uh Corey feldman was talking about it and then like yes. elijah wood yeah. came out and said there's a problem i think Corey, uh robert yeah. downey jr came out and said yeah brad pitt also said yeah there's they're weirdos there's a lot of uh mel gibson like a lot of people came out and say these people are fucked up so yeah they tried to like blackball gibbs mel gibson after well he, he also he also went he crazy also- and started saying fuck the jews and uh so i think a lot of what he did fucked with him it wasn't just <laughs> it wasn't just a one thing yeah yeah because you know he 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 went on, a, but it doesn't mean he's wrong. Again, it doesn't mean that because exactly. he, he was angry about one thing, doesn't mean that they're not. Uh, but I do, I do. From what I know, a lot of fucking pedophiles, like a lot. Uh, and Disney and had I a lot the, of. Them. I think the way they get like other people in is like, and they've also discovered all these like underground t- uh, tunnels at like the Bunny Ranch at like the Playboy Mansion, right? And like that, so there's rumored like that's like how they would get sort of kids up into the Playboy Mansion. So right, like all these celebrities there, Hugh Hefner. And I think the way they get there's, of course, like, you know, you're there's always going to be people that are just like natural fucking pedophiles. Right. And then there's people that are like, oh, like you're hooking up with a chick. Oh, and then like then. Oh, then they introduce some guy to like a 16 year old chick. And then maybe now there's a 10 year old chick and, and now they're like taking photos and now they've got you by the balls. Right. For the rest of your life. Because if those photos get leaked, you look like a pedophile photo or video of you with a chick who's underage or doing anything kind of fucked up like you may not be all the way into it but just like oh this is what i have to do to like network and further my career but then they've got you and then you're kind of their bitch for your forever you, the blackmail thing it's fun that you bring that up because that's a hundred percent they do it in uh, a lot of these um, fraternities they yeah. they they uh, get you on record saying crazy shit like they'll ask you for secrets uh sometimes they'll blow each other and and they'll have it's true and they'll have a video of it and then in the future these but these are all kids that gain a lot of power right they're all sons of politicians and stuff like that wow. so then when they put into positions they help each other and then if one guy's like nah I'm gonna do this it's better for me they're like really because I have a vid of you sucking Steve's dick <laughs> you know and and it's fucking crazy and you didn't swallow yeah <laughs> you just put it all over your face and, and what's crazy is that they act like they're buddies. 
But the only reason why they're connected, why they go up together, is because one has dirt on the other, has dirt on the other, yeah. has dirt on the other, and it's like a domino effect. That's a fucking weird way to live. Yeah. Like you sleep like, at night. Who are your like, real actual friends? You know. And it's that's like, why you can't trust anyone. You're like trapped at the top, right? Because it's like you don't want to ruin your career. You don't want to be like blackballed. And who do you trust, yeah. right? At that point, like even if you meet a new friend, you're like, wait, is this a setup? Like, is yeah. this someone you, you can't imagine? I'm not saying they're good people. They're clearly fucked up, too. But imagine even on their side, they can't be happy 24-7 either because they're always thinking like, wait a second, is this a fucking trick? Yeah, Steve's mad at me. Is he going to put out that fucking video of me sucking his dick? Oh, like it's just, I can't imagine like that level of paranoia. Yeah. Like, you know, there's awful shit on you. And you did on purpose to get into get yeah. into a club. Which is why it was so great to hear Ricky Gervais just like just totally rag on everybody. Yeah, that was like, fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, shut up. You're all friends with him. You're all friends with Harvey Weinstein. You're all friends with Epstein, you know. The 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 Epstein thing, that's are you guys still talking about it? Is that uh we kind of got I no mean, closure. No, not really. It's 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 part of the web, right? But um Well there's no closure. Like we know that it's fucking suspicious. The cameras just went down magically, the two security guards fell asleep. And yeah. we kind of just don't talk about it anymore. There's different theories. There's theories that like he's still alive and he's he's alive because he's outing. He's hanging out with two buddies. He's <laughs> you know, no, but he's like he's he's kind of like he's singing, you know, all the names to uh like the Fed, right? Um, but then there's theories that it like, yeah, he he died, he was killed, and like conveniently all the all the cameras went out at the right time. Um, I, you know, it's got to be like one of the two. You know, but if you're if you I'm not and again, I, I hate her. But if you're Hillary Clinton and she has a lot of power, she has a lot of friends, you know, that everyone who ever speaks out against her and her husband, like, you know, the rape stuff, the set, they all commit suicide uh, oh, yeah. days before <laughs> trial, which one would have been suspicious at this point. I'm very surprised oh, that God. as a country, everyone's like, wait a second, what the fuck's happening here? So someone like that who has the resources to do that, you think really a guy that if he sings. They'll bring everything down. You really don't think that they have the ability to get him off and exactly. conveniently fuck with the cameras? Yeah, uh, Hillary Clinton totally has the ability to go like kill Jeffrey Epstein in his whatever maximum security. Prison. I don't. I don't think he Absolutely. was maximum security, right? Because he could see out the window. I think he was in the city. He, had, <laughs> he got a window. Yeah, he was one of those. Um, because he wasn't. I don't know. I think they didn't want to put him somewhere where somebody might kill him. Okay, well, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did. Yeah, it's it's weird. I'm like I'm like I'm kind of a newbie into all this stuff. Like before quarantine, I was like not interested at all. I was like not even interested in politics. I was like really kind of like numb to all of it. You know, I was like, yeah, I guess I'm a libertarian. I don't know, but like ever since quarantine, I'm like going in and I'm like, oh, this is why everybody fucking hates the Clintons. It's like they're so corrupt. Well, know? the Clintons are very corrupt. That's true. But again, be careful, Chrissy. Don't fall for the trap of you're in quarantine and then all this shit comes <laughs> to you and you're like, this has to be real. Because a lot of it is nonsense. A lot of it is just crazy shit, like kind of lines that don't really exist. But if you think about it, it makes sense that they would. Um, so that's when you get into that trap of everything is, you, 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 you're slowly, you're going to turn into that guy down the street, fucking, uh, you know, downtown, uh, New York with a sign that says, you know, the end is coming. The aliens are here. So we have to be very careful. Like, I mean, the aliens have been here for a minute, you know, like the government's just keeping it from us. 
The aliens, I don't know if the government's keeping from it or if they have any. The aliens are very confused about yes, it. Yes, it's proven that the aliens have visited us. No, they no, no, just I, released like a few weeks. What was it, last week? The, the, uh, the UF- government released like the videos of like the pill size. Yeah, those have been around for years. Yes. And the government yeah. said that they were fake until now. Uh, right. I, I'm not saying I don't believe in it. What I'm saying is I don't necessarily believe the relationship we have. Like, I don't know if the government really knows. Like, they might have videos like everyone else has. But I don't, I don't know if they have contact, you know, to actually have... Because I don't know I what they, it is. I think they have made contact. I think after we dropped the nukes um, uh, in Japan, I think the, I, I mean, again, like there's so many things you can watch, but I think like the aliens became concerned with us because we're like, oh, wow, we have the power to like not only destroy each other, but like fucking if we send a nuke into space, like that's going to be pretty devastating. Um you know, there's stories out there that like we have copied like alien technology, alien like UFO technology that like we have basically created our own flying saucers and like that may or may not be used as a false flag. Again, like I don't know. It's a lot. It's well, a lot what of stuff. Would it... But yeah, never just believe it all. I, I, I'm with you on that. Like, don't just believe it all. You have to do your own research. Because like, I love aliens. Aliens and time travel, that's my jam. That's what I really yeah. love. Yeah, but I'm thinking, because a good theory about aliens would be that it's us from the future, like another dimension type of shit. That's pretty cool. But the alien thing that fucks with me is like, why would... It, it doesn't make sense. Like, let's say if they've been here for so many years, why the fuck would they still have these random sightings? Like, what are they still looking into for us? And also, why is it that when everyone got camera phones, and now we have cameras, like they're readily available, everything's taping... We don't have any more fucking sightings. Like before, everyone's talking. I saw fucking flying saucer. I saw this. I saw that. And then now that everyone's got a fucking camera on them, you never get good footage of a fucking alien. It doesn't. It, that's suspicious. Hmm. I mean, like, there's still plenty of people having plenty of sightings. There's like hot, particular hot spots. Like I know definitely in this country, um, where there's like tends to be like a lot of sightings. But I just don't think like the they, they get much pull in like news coverage. You know, you're just like, oh, you're crazy. You know but it's like, they're real, man. You, you they're know, real, man. <laughs> you know what's crazy it makes you think? So, uh, you ever heard of that guy, Bob Lazar? Yes, I was oh. just going to bring him up. Okay, I, I'm glad you're going to bring him up because the, the craziest thing that he said, and again, it, it makes me happy because the whole, I love time travel and I love aliens, mm-hmm. um, is uh, uh, someone was, uh, Rogan, I think, was asking him, um, how old, like, where did you guys find the pieces of this craft or whatever? And he goes, oh, I think it was part of an archaeological dig. So this isn't anything new that we found in the 70s or anything. The craft that the technology is so far advanced we still can't analyze it was part of an archaeological dig, which means that it was buried there for thousands of years. So it's something from... So that to me, that's like, oh, fuck, that is a that's movie. That's fucking crazy. That's you got to really make that cool. movie. You got to make that movie about the aliens and all that. That's a cool fucking story. Now, whether it's real or not, who the fuck knows, right? We, he could just be crazy or it could be bullshit or he could be right. And But either way... I think there's a fucking book there, a book or a movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people go, oh, why is Bob Lazar? Like, why hasn't he been killed at this point if he knows this much? And he worked in the government on making, you know, trying to, like, uh, you know, make copies of these ships, you know? Like, why isn't he, you know, and he sort of, like, blabbed about it. Why is he still alive? You know? He did blab, think, yeah. Some people think he's an alien. <laughs> it's like... Oh, the- have you seen those videos, uh, Chrissy, where it shows someone like on the news is like, look at his eyes. He shifts into a reptile. <laughs> you fucking. Well, why wouldn't they just get a human to do it? Why would they? Why would they dress up a reptile to be on the fucking news? What, what are we that's talking about? That's what seems far fetched to me is the lizard people part yeah. of it all. Like, I'm just like, ah, 
But that's what I'm saying. It's no. it's difficult. It, it's a slippery slope because if you fall too deep into it, then you you start accepting that as well because you're like, well, it's part of the whole you know ethos. It's part of everything here. So I'm gonna and and that's just to me the the most ludicrous thing, a shape shifting reptile. <laughs> like guys, what the what would be the point? Why wouldn't the shape shifting reptiles just take over and then shift back to being reptiles and be like, yo, what, we're in charge? I were a shape shifting reptile, I would just shape shift into like a super hot skinny model and, and do whatever just, you want. And I would stay that way. I would just. <laughs> why would Hillary Clinton, if she could yeah. shape shift, why would exactly. she look like Hillary why would Clinton? She stay looking like she does. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm saying. Be careful with that. But the alien stuff, I'm glad you're into this shit. The alien stuff. Uh, yeah, it makes me want to learn more, you know. I, I've been, um, there's this guy, Graham Hancock. I've been listening to his audiobook, Fingerprints of the Gods. And it's all interesting shit, man, about how they, they would find stuff. in like, you find stuff in archaeological sites where you're like, how the fuck did they figure this out? You know? And, and then they always blame people from outer space. They always blame people from the heavens. And you're like, Fuck, man! I don't want to say it's aliens, but these guys are saying that it was aliens. You know? Yeah. So that, that's always fun. I love that shit. I wonder, like, I don't know if an alien. If I had an alien like interaction, I would be like, "What do you want? I'll blow you. I'm really good at it." I don't know. Like, I would just like I would try to be ready for whatever. Be like, but I'm friendly. Like, you, I feel like aliens could sense. Like, I, feel, I think the aliens are concerned about nuclear war. I think they're they're probably worried about that. I don't know. Then I think we wouldn't have nukes, right? If they have the ability to fuck with us to that level, why would they let us have nukes? That's what I'm saying. A lot the, of it I don't is think the aliens are fucking with us. I think they just like sort of like checking in. Like they see a huge explosion. They're like, whoa, what's going on here? All right. So then what about all the people that say they got abducted? Why are aliens obsessed with our assholes? <laughs> Humans are obsessed with our assholes. Right. But why are, why are aliens obsessed with it too? And why don't they take our biggest assholes? Why uh, are the Hillary Clinton still here? You have a giant asshole. Just take her with you, right? It doesn't make sense. Why would they, like, how many assholes do you need to inspect before you're like, all right, we know what's going on down there. They could inspect mine. I bet an alien could just give you an orgasm by, like, touching your head. I don't know know if they're sexual beings. If they exist the way, like, I've read, uh, like, like, let's say Bill Cooper was talking about, like, Project Bluebeam and all this shit. Um, They said that they, they weren't from another planet. They were interdimensional or extra dimensional beings. So it's, they did dimensional travel to be here. So it's not like a case of we live on Mars and we flew here. It, it, their ships are crossing dimensions. And Ooh. yeah, so, so that's why it's like time is weird for them. It's different than it is for us. And they never talk about sexual organs. Like they always look like they've, you know how us now we're doing a lot of stuff where you kind of don't need to have sex to have a kid, right? Yeah, like humans are moving in that direction where we kind of like are less and less interested in sex and like we're more about like, yeah, like you can make kids in a Petri dish. In a Petri dish. Imagine these guys having like a couple of thousand year head start. Yeah. And they're like, we don't need to fuck. We don't need to fuck. That's so sad. It is. It's a it's a it's fucked up also that we started this whole conversation talking about podcasts and comedy and what we're in. And we ended we went to pedophiles. We did. We got there. And we're aliens. This is, this is going to be a very hard podcast to describe. <laughs> what did you guys talk about? You have to listen. It's, uh, it's, like it's, all the topics, just real generally. Yeah. But you are you, uh, you are you excited to get back on stage or do you want to continue doing um, podcasts for a bit and kind of work this I, muscle? I definitely, the answer is definitely both. I, like you got to look for the positive and everything, every situation, everything that happens to you, you have to look at like what's good about this. Like what's the blessing here, right? So it's like, 
yeah, I've, I've, I, you know, I got my sort of my mic. I'm going to get a better camera. I'm going to keep up my podcasting and it's, it's cool. It's like, now I know I can get certain like pretty good people to zoom with me. Whereas before it's like, they've been, what zoom? That's weird. No, thanks. I'm in LA. I'll see you whenever. It's like, now you can actually like get these people that are across the country and it's really doable. So I'm going to keep that up. And then also like, yeah, really try to get back into live shows and just keep up both, you know? Just get to the festivals, I guess, when they start up again. I think so. Yeah, like I've never been to JFL, but it's like it's also kind of less important than it used to be. And yeah. um, what about Skankfest? Are you going? Are you invited to that? I'm not invited to that. Because um, if you invite that, I think they're still doing that in September. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that'll be that'll be great for whoever that's in Texas. Yeah. Uh, JFL that's moved it from uh, July. They tentatively put it to end of September, beginning of October. But again, these are the things that I I don't understand people are doing. I don't know if they did it as a kind of, look, we tried our best to move it and then it won't happen. Because what I think about is, let's say me and you, we're happy to go back on stage, which I am. I'll go on stage fucking tonight. Does that mean that we're going to get enough people that are willing to come out to watch the shows. Yeah. It's like how many of your fans are, are nervous people. And yeah. it's like, you never know that. What's a, like if all your fans are a pie chart, like, okay, you have to think like some portion of these people are like, Oh, gen- like maybe half are genuinely worried that they're going to, that there's going to be some like second wave or whatever, or that they, it can come through the air. And then now it was just put out there that like, Oops, it's not really, you can't really get it from surfaces anymore. Yeah, I saw that shit too. Well, Jesus you keep, Christ, yeah. You keep moving the goalpost. What do you What do you want me to do? Yeah. And then remember yeah. a while they were saying it, it's through farts? <laughs> right. there, there was an article that go, we believe it's transmitting through farts. I was like, you guys are fucking with us right now. Like, wow. you're just playing games. You're trying to see how far you can take it. You're trying to get us to stop farting in each other's mouths. And yeah. I don't appreciate it. Yeah, just against that. But you can't I think take that away from me. Yeah. A lot of it seems like they're trying to see how far they can take it before yes. before we just were like, all right, listen, now, now they're fucking with us. Yeah, they've been fucking with us. It's too much. It's like, I am so worried about New York City. I, I feel like it's going to be shrivel up like to just like a fraction of what it was. Like so many businesses are going under. Same. Like I keep hearing like, Fucking homeless people are taking over the outdoor seating at all the restaurants. Like they're just fucking in the subways for free. They're they're all over. Like I don't know. Like most small businesses don't have two plus months of of money saved yeah. up just to like pay rent and and not make any money. So it's like I'm so concerned. It's it's really worrisome. It's the same thing here. The difference, the bad thing for you guys, and you kind of right to bring it up is the population too. It's so big. What are people gonna do? Just if all these restaurants close uh, and there's not enough jobs left, so let's say if all the waitresses lose their job, even if they go to another restaurant that works, they can't all get hired, right? Mm-hmm. So what are people going to do? They're going to start moving out of New York? Away. They moved into Oh, New- yeah. There's going to be a mass exodus of New Yorkers to the South, like North Carolina. Yeah, for sure. A lot of people are like waking up like, oh, shit, I can get so much more. Like, I mean, it's always you could get more for your money out of New York, but I think people are just gonna be like, yeah, it's not worth it. Like to schlep into the city and, and just like for the situation that it's in now, people are realizing like, Oh, I can, I can do my work remotely. I can, I can work kind of anywhere. I don't really need to like come into New York city to do this except if you're a comic. Right. So, well, are you, uh, for example, now I know you, the compound media of the wet spot, but are you going to start a, um, let's say a consistent Christy Mayer podcast off compound media that you'll be doing simultaneously? 
Yes. And I had started one a few months ago. Like I started one after I started doing the wet spot. And then as soon as quarantine happened, I like let it like, you know, I was like slacking on it. Cause I just was like, oh, I don't know what to do. But then just this week I taped like, God, maybe 10 podcasts. I did so many pre-tapes this week. Good. So I'm going to try to keep it up. Like where I'm releasing like two or three episodes a week. And like, cause before the quarantine, I was releasing like one a week. So I at least want to keep that up. So I'll have like my own podcast. I'll have the wet spot going and then, you know, like live shows. Because you should do kind of what Aaron and Gino did, my you know, the Patreon stuff, or at yeah. least even if you always just drop it on YouTube and all the, like, let's say the other audio platforms. Because um, like I said, because of Rogan, because he set a price point, it's going to be easier for you if you have fans. Look, this is my demographic. I have this many fans. It could even start local. It could be like fucking a pizza shop in Manhattan that wants to open up again. And they're like, yo, I, I need to advertise. Because even Theo Vaughn, a lot of his I- initial right. was just, uh, what was it? Gray Block Pizza or whatever the fuck. So... It doesn't matter what it is. People want to associate with something, with a character, with a person that has a following. Yeah. This is our time now. It's our time now to work harder and build that. So no matter what happens in the future, let's say stand-up doesn't go the way we want. It doesn't come back as strong. There's a few lull months. At least if you could supplement some of the revenue in another way and continue connecting with your fans and doing that, you know, we could ride this wave out a bit. But I'm telling you, the guys aren't putting the effort in and just waiting for it to come back. Fuck, man, they're going to eat a dick soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's getting bad. Yeah, you, you need to be, like, supplementing with some kind of online content. Yeah. I, I'm a month away from my OnlyFans. Yes! <laughs> about once a day, somebody's like, where's your OnlyFans? And I'm like, ugh, I don't know if you guys really want to see this. <laughs> but OnlyFans is uh, it's 100%. It's just for, for porn, right? It's just for naked pictures and videos? Pretty much, yeah. Whatever is, like, too scandalous for Instagram. Okay, but then can people... Take your photos from there and then share them. Absolutely. And I've seen friends of mine naked photos from OnlyFans. Like random dudes have sent them to me. And I'm like, why are you sending me this? These are comics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's my fear. That's my fear. It's like my nudes are going to get leaked. Wait, how Karen, many comics are Karen doing Fian's OnlyFans? Nudes were leaked. Karen Fian, I've, I've heard of her. I never met her, but I, I know who she is. I've heard of her. I've seen her, I think, on Kumia, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, she was uh, doing OnlyFans. <laughs> She was. She had an OnlyFans account. Yeah, she was big. She hosted a show at the Stand every Monday with Aaron Berg, and like, yeah, she joined OnlyFans. And like, people are leaking her nudes. So. Oh shit. I worried about that. <laughs> yeah. Is there money in it though? Are people signing up for OnlyFans? Yeah, people are paying their rent with OnlyFans. Get like, the fuck out of here! Com- if, if you're a chick who's hot, you can make sick money. You can make. It's so tempting because it's like I have bills too. So, but it's like, ugh. I also feel like I'm just like 10 pounds away from like really being in my OnlyFans shape, you know? So, and then, yeah, you don't want those photos. You're like, they're going to stay I'm on the internet like, forever. I don't know. I have to be like, you know, discount muffin top photos. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You're like, for the next month until I, until I do enough squats, you're getting everything at 30% off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once I lose this weight, then I'm jacking up the prices. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Fuck, I never, pay. yeah, comics are getting into OnlyFans. That's fucking amazing. All right. Well, Chrissy, I'm going to send everyone, if they look at the description right now, uh, chrismayer.com. Uh, they're going to go to Compound Media for the wet spot. Uh, all of your uh, social Instagram and Twitter is all in the description right now. Chrissy Mayer everywhere, awesome. pretty much. You, 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 got, you got the good stuff. Uh, personally, I couldn't get Pantelis. And I have like my uh, Chrissy Mayer podcast is all up on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, it's all over. It's all over. Uh, and they're going to check out the second you start getting back into live shows. Hopefully they catch you around the country. Um, and as for us, 
hopefully I see you when I'm back down in New York. We'll get you on two drink minimum. Yeah. And uh, you stay healthy and check out Chrissy Me Mayer. Too. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.